You are listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. Though located in the heart of the Silicon Valley, you will hear fervent, old-fashioned revival preaching from the pulpit of North Valley Baptist Church. It is our desire that you will be helped by this gospel message. I want to challenge you tonight to answer this question before you embark on 2024. In two weeks from tonight, at this time, we'll just be hours away from the stroke of midnight and 2024 will be upon us. And uh, they say the older you get, time flies, but I'm still getting ready for Y2K. Uh, It's hard to believe how fast time goes, just how fast it is. Many of you were not even born when in 1997 and 98, 99, they said the whole world's coming to crash because our computers do not know how to move over to the next the, uh, the next uh, hundred years to the 2000s. And oh, they just, a millennial actually, they just knew that there was going to be chaos everywhere. And they were telling us how bad things are. Nothing ever happened. Normally doesn't happen when they tell you something's going to happen anyway. Sort of like the weatherman. In my next life, I'm going to be a weatherman. You're always right. It's about 50% right half the time. The Swansons, I'm so sorry I missed you. And David, I see you right there and I missed you. Uh, I get all of you before the night's over visiting, but, I, but, uh, but before us tonight is a question that you have to answer. You may need to answer it one night all alone this week. I hope you'll answer it tonight. I like it this season of the year, and I get up almost every night, and um, I like uh, going by the Christmas tree or by the lights and, and, uh, and not necessarily read Sometimes I'll read my Bible and study, but I just like to sit there and ponder and meditate and think. Uh, It's a big time of me. I've been reviewing my calendar for this year, and I'm looking ahead to next year. But everything that I want God to do in my life and I want to be available for what he wants to do is answered in this one chapter and this one verse. It all starts not with God, but with me. He asked the question to me in verse number 37. Their heart was not right with him. Neither did they steadfast uh, steadfast in his covenant. My question to you and my question to myself tonight, is your heart right with God? Is it right with God? I can help you with some of that. If our hearts are not right with one another, they're not right with God. Because this relationship here always reveals this relationship here. And when I die to myself and my pride and and humble myself under the mighty hand of God, when I'm humble before God and humble before man, that means things are going to be right this way and they will always be right this way. Most people do not live that way. We live, and you hear the word all the time, in a narcissistic society. It's all about me. I don't care if it hurts my children. I don't care if it offends my mate. I don't care if I lose my job over it. It's all about me. And if I don't like it, I'll boycott you. 
I'll blast you online. I'll give you terrible reviews. I'll say wicked things about you, even if they're not true, because I don't like you. That's the day we live in. And we're living in that day this way, and it's, it's expanding the further we get away from God. And we've always been getting away from God, but I'll tell you, these last three and a half years, it's been amazing how we have rejected God. Just amazing as a country. And how we call evil good and good evil. To think that we, we think that little children should be taught that they're not male or female. And to mutilate their bodies without parental consent. And to have them have abortions without a parent's consent. And say, don't go home and tell your parents what you're learning school here. And, and all the evilness that's going on. In Washington, D.C., no one can speak without swearing. Men and women. And I've often said it's a feeble mind that's trying to express themselves forcefully that has to swear. What a day we live in evil. Good is called wrong and wrong is called right. But my question is not so much about what's going on around me. What is my relationship with an almighty God? Is my heart right with God? And you've heard this explanation so many times. The, the, our, our heart is located in our brain. I know we have a physical heart that beats every, every second. Those four ounces of blood go flowing through our body. But our brain is like a walnut. It looks like a walnut, Brother Carl, wherever you are. And it's three pounds. They say maybe 2.6 to 3.2 pounds is our brain. And our brain is divided. There's many sections to our brain, but you talk about being fearfully and wonderfully made. In that little three pounds are 12 billion cells. And those 12 billion cells are connected to 10,000 uh, 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 connectors, which means in this brain there is 120 trillion connections and cells. And just think it, it all evolved. I mean, that is, that is sheer stupidity. God, in the beginning, God, and he began to make, and he made male and female, he made. And, and this brain of ours is divided into sections. There's the intellect. And many of you have done much more study, and a lot of you doctors and nurses, you know much more about this than I would ever know. But the intellect. And then we have the emotional center of our life is located there. And then we have the heart. It's the real you. Our brain allows us to, to smell. It all comes from our brain. We, we smell and we hear and we think and we can formulate ideas and opinions in our brain. And that's why it's so important to protect this. For as a man thinketh, in his heart, so is he. And we say harsh things to one another, but that's already been planted in our heart because what's in our heart comes out. That's why God, our Lord, says 
They said, well, the lawyer said, what, what's, what's the great commandment? They tried to stump him. And he said, well, Matthew 22, thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy mind. The second is like unto the first. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. And that's why in life we give our hearts to our mates and we give our hearts to our children. And our children should give their hearts back to their parents. And a pastor should give his heart to his people and vice versa and in the home and in the work, whatever it might be. And tonight, the question is, my heart, is it right with God? Adam's heart was not right with God because Adam said, God, you did not give me enough. You have all these other trees. I want that one that you told me I can't have. His heart was not right. It was lifted up with pride. And Eve's heart was lifted up with pride. Judas, who sat next to Jesus, he handled the money bag. He must have been a trusted soul. But somehow his heart got cold and wrong and indifferent toward God. And they came and conspired and he said, I'll sell Jesus. I'll show you who he is for 30 pieces of silver. That was the price of a slave. And they paid him the 30 pieces of silver. Why? Because his heart was not right with God. He saw money as the avenue to make happiness and success in his life. I think of Achan who did the same. I think of Gehazi who did the same. They, they saw clothing a Babylonian garment, and they saw a wedge of silver, and they saw some gold, and they said, that's what I want. Really, if we're going to be honest with ourselves tonight, what about your heart? What about your heart? Does God have it? Does God have my heart? Uh, Jeremiah 17, 6, the heart is deceitful above air, all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? Our heart can become so cold and so carnal and so backward against God. It's so easy to get trapped. And when we get trapped, we'll say no to God on everything. I'm not going to do that. We'll say no to mankind. I'm my own boss. I'll run to the beat of my own drum. I am not going to obey God. And we've all, including this pastor, have been there. How weak we are. As we close out 2023, 20, where's your heart? Joseph had 10 brothers and himself. There was 11. And those 10 brothers, eventually they had a, he found out he had another brother he didn't know about. And Joseph in chapter 37 of Genesis told him a dream. He said, and he was the baby of the family. He said, boys, my, my, my dream was that you're, you're going to bow down one day to me. <laughs> and they hated him. The Bible says repeatedly, they hated him. They hated him. They hated him. Those 10 older brothers. Dad said, I'm on a mission to go see those brothers. And they said, the dreamer cometh. And we hate him. They conspired together. They said, let's kill him. And the eldest brother, Reuben, said, no. Let's not kill him. Let's take that coat that his daddy made for him. Special coat. We never got a coat like that. You know, envy and jealousy and pride can destroy a life. And they said, let's, let's put him in that pit. And then let's 
put blood on his coat and take it back to dad and said, somebody, some wild animal killed him. They sold him for 20 pieces. They went back home and told the old, old elderly father he's dead, but he wasn't dead. He was gone for a year and then gone for, he went from that pit and wound up working in the palace and from the palace they made false accusation and went to the prison. But in time, years goes by and they, they elevate him because he could tell a dream because God gave him some influence there and, and they elevated, he became second command and now 20 some years go by and there's, there's a need for corn in Egypt. And these 10 brothers, they came and they stood before their brother. You know the story. It's my favorite Old Testament story. Chapter 37 through chapter 50 of Genesis. You'll read about it in just a few days, January 1st. They did not realize that was their brother. Been 20 plus years. He had changed. They never thought he'd be there. One time he had a banquet for them before they sent him back to his dad with their, with their bags filled with corn and, and the various things that he put inside. And he said, let me, let me put you, Reuben, you sit here. I said, wow, he knew I was the eldest. Uh, Simeon, you sit here. What's going on? I'm the second. Judah, you sit right over here. And he organized those 10 brothers by their age. He sent him back home, and you know what happened. He said, I'm not going to do this again unless you bring your brother. He told, they told me I had a brother. They stood before him. In chapter 45, he says to the Egyptians, get out. Please get out. He went into another room. He began to sob. Those were his brothers, all 11. This little brother Benjamin he'd never seen before. And they heard him weeping. What in the world's going on? And he walked out. I just, I love reading this. Man, I am Joseph, your brother, which you sold into bondage. And fear came upon their hearts. And they said, No, no, don't, don't fear. God sent me here for your good. We're going to get daddy and we're going to bring him back. Can you imagine what those boys face in the music? Here's a boy in bondage, kept his heart right. And here, ten boys that lied and lied for a day, for a week, for a month, for a year, for a, a, a decade, for two decades. Kept lying to their dad. And now the music, they have to face it. I want to ask you, is your heart right with God? Is there something we're covering tonight that's not right? Is there something that needs to get confessed tonight? My Bible speaks about feigning ourselves, F-E-I-G-N. It's to fake, it's to phony. And when I pray, I, I go to God in prayer, and you will not know how. I say, Lord, I don't want, I, I, I pray, I don't want to be theatrical. I don't want to be a, a showman. I don't want to just be a, 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 a speaker. God, I, is my heart clean before you? Am I right before you, God? 
I want a heart that can bring honor to God. And, and am I faking this? Am I a phony God? I don't want that. I want to be true with you. Amen. The Bible speaks of the fact that they watched him in chapter 20 of verse Luke, in Luke. They watched him. They watched Jesus and sent forth spies and they feigned themselves to be just men that they may take him by the words of their mouth, but they found nothing wrong in Jesus. Why? Because his heart was right with the Father. I always do those things that please my Father. Tonight, as we get ready to close, I, I want to ask you, is your heart right with God? The heart is the, is the real you. It's the real me. Is it, is, it, is, it, is it true? I mean, it's the heart I know, but my wife doesn't know. It's the heart that she knows, but I don't know. And this week we will celebrate 51 years of marriage. I know that lady, and she knows me. But we both know things about ourselves that another, either one probably doesn't know. That's life. Kids, are you a phony with your parents? Are you just playing the games? Are you just obeying the rules at home to get out and do your own thing? Are we obeying the rules in a school just to, to get away from here? And, and, and finally, I'm going to live it up. I'm going to do my own thing. I'm going to run to the beat of my own draw. And, draw. and we've been here long enough, my goodness, 40, almost 48 years. Uh, we've seen kids that were in the nursery 48 years ago that are now 48 years old. We see kids that were 10 years of age and now they're in the late 50s, early 60s, 12 years of age and they're retiring. But it's an amazing thing what you see a lifetime, how people always reveal who they really are. Time has a way of revealing our heart. Staff member, is your heart right with God? Pastor, is your heart right with God? Deacon, is your heart right with God? That prayer page of mine, I, I was looking at it so much, and, and my son-in-law, Brother Panera, knows that he's supposed to shred my prayer journal. It's very large. And I got thinking this week, I wouldn't mind them seeing it, except for those pages of backslidden people. I won't want them ever to see the names of people that are away from God. I'm going to give them the page numbers. I don't know, maybe my prayer journal one day will bring comfort to my family, but not those pages. I do not like getting to those pages. This boy, this girl, this man, this woman, this person, this person, away from God. This one incarcerated, this one in jail, this one in drugs, this one a God-hater, this one living in adultery, this one living as a sodomite, this one living wrong. That, that wound's a pastor. And yet I have, I have notes from people through the years, I love God, I love God, but time always reveals our heart. Some of you here, you've had a heart that's 
been cold your whole life and you're just getting into church and God has your heart and you say, you're beating yourself up what, what you missed out. Oh no, you can have a good heart tonight. And live with a heart that's right. And, and God's ask, asking these people uh, for their heart. Their heart was not right with him. Oh, they flattered him with the mouth. Oh, I love the Lord. Oh, praise the Lord. Oh, God is so good. Oh, yes. I, I just want to be a humble servant, all that. But God knows the heart. Church members, the heart real. Teenager, how about your heart? When uh, I grew up not far from here, and in 1954, this song came out. We'd sing it in church. I can hear a lot of these songs my parents singing as a duet in church. How about your heart? Is it right with God? That's the thing that counts today. Is it black with sin? Is it pure within? Could you ask Christ in to stay? People often see you just the way you are. But Jesus really knows us, doesn't he? And he sees inside. How about your heart? Is it right with God? That's the thing that counts today. Listen to this stanza. Friend, how would you feel if your heart were made with a window on each side? So that all could see, just not outward charm, but detect the inward heart. Tonight, our heart is revealed by one, our love for God. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God. I hope it's more than a song. Oh, how I love Jesus. What words could I find to tell Jesus I love him? When was the last time you just adored him? We sing, oh, come, let us, I just adored him and thanked him and, and for his grace and his mercy. Or is it always prayer, just give me, give me, give me. It, it, what was the last time that we just spent time saying, Lord, I love you. You see, when you love someone, it reveals the heart. I love that lady. Not been as good as I should have been all these years. A lot of failures in my life and missed opportunities and a lot of apologies I've had to give. And I think she knows I love her. And I'll do anything I can to help her. And I know she loves me and she has proven it. But God says, I want you to love me. Tonight when your heart is right, you'll know that I do love the Lord. I fail, but I love him. Secondly about your heart, it's going to be pure, not just love, but pure, purity. The, the Word of God says in 1 Timothy 1, 5 and 2, 2 and, and 1 Peter 1, 22, that we serve God out of a pure heart, a clean heart. Is our heart pure? Or is it dirty within? Does the world see just clean and we inside, we look inside, we know things are there that should not be there pastor and people alike a love for God pure before God and then thirdly we see it's a heart that's free from evil in Hebrews 3 12 it says that that instead of evil our heart is full of faith if you're not a person of faith and walking by faith believing God and trusting God something has entered your heart and then number four we find 
Is it a strong heart? If our heart condemns us, God is greater than our heart. My heart condemns me. It just condemns me. But I have to realize I'm accepted in the beloved. And then number five, is it a single heart? In Colossians chapter three, it speaks of singleness of heart. Paul emphasized this one thing I do. That's what Jesus did. Uh, For this cause came I into the world to die on the cross for sinners. As I approach 2024, I want it to be singleness of heart. I don't want to waste the time God gives me. I don't want to flitter away the time God gives me. I want it to count and I want it to be for singleness of heart. And then is it a loving heart for the people of God? Paul says in Philippians 1, 7, ye know that I love you. A lot of things I've not been for you, I know. But I'll tell you one thing, I know that you can't find anybody that would have loved you more. Brother Tony Hutchinson called me tonight. He's all fired up. He told me what he preached this morning. Told me what he's preaching tonight. I said, man, I wish I'd, that would have been a great message for me next week to preach Sunday morning. That's a, that is an incredible message. But you know, Tony Hudson, they just think, ah, he's rip snorting. He gave me outline within the outline, within the outline, within the outline. I mean, you talk about, you talk about understanding the scriptures. And I said, I believe I'm going to have a good time with this tonight. I said, I believe you're going to. It's just a great message he's preaching. And I hung up the phone and said, now my people need preaching like that. But I can't even talk like Tony Hudson. He's from Tennessee. He's country. He just has that draw. My mind doesn't think like Tony Hudson. And things like that, I I wish I could be some of these other preachers for you, but I'm going to tell you this. I know I've loved you. And that's what God's command to me as a shepherd is to love his people. And I'm out of time. It's a burdened heart. In Romans 10, verse 1, my heart's desire and prayer for Israel is that she might be saved. I'm burdened for our country. I'm so burdened for it. I'm burdened for our churches in America. They're changing so quickly. I'm just so burdened for them. Tonight, you have to ask the question, what's your heart like? Jack Trevor, what's your heart like? The, psalm, the, the, the writer of Lamentations, search me, O oh God. Know my heart today. The psalm writer said, try me, O oh Savior, know my thoughts, I pray. I don't mean this humorous at all. I say it every year. I say it to my wife repeatedly. January 1st, so far, I've not missed an opportunity to tithe, to give, to serve. I've not sinned one time in 2024. I'm going to, Brother Doug, I'm going to try to go as far as I can into the year. And living for God, I've never got out of January 1st without messing up. Never. And she's laughing there because she tries to provoke me. And she said, oh, you're about ready to 
get upset. You're about ready to lose it there. You're about ready to sin, Jack. Well, she calls me Dr. Treeper, but uh, no, she doesn't. But, but she goes, you're about ready. And I said, you are provoking me. That's a woman's job, brother. Uh, brother, uh, brother Coffin, I'm just preaching what you said at men's prayer meeting last night. <laughs> Look at him lean over to his wife. I didn't say that. I didn't say that. <laughs> he didn't say it. He didn't say it. But you just were looking at me. You know, in school, when the, the, the teacher would say, I'm looking for, and if I didn't know the answer, I'd always put my head down. And that's a key to a teacher say, he doesn't know, call on him. And so, nonetheless, that's, I, I, I saw you. How about our hearts tonight? Would you spend some time tonight and this week, let's just examine your heart. I, I want to. I'd like to be for you and for my wife and for our children and our 14 grandkids. I'd like to be the very best for everybody. I have to get my heart completely empty of myself to glorify his name. And you'll be the benefactors. Thank you for listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. For more information about our ministry or to find out how to get in contact with us, visit our website at nvbc.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week.